0: Inside the game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Welcome back. This is segment five with Lou Varro from USA Hockey here on Inside the Game. Let's skip ahead now to 1984, and how do you get the job as the head coach? You know, I mean, is this a dream for you to say? You know, coming from Brooklyn, or was it?
1: It coaching was never a dream for me. I did it. But I wanted to do it well. So that's why I pursued things like go to Moscow and all this stuff. Yeah, Not just Moscow, Prague, Stockholm, Finland. I learned in every country, Poland. You know, Poland had some great hockey. Oh, Poland, very good, yeah. These guys can play and they, they could play years ago. I've seen a few years ago, Hungary players and Romanian, they, they don't have 30. But they got three, four. But their little countries just starting to grow, so hockey is on the on the uh, expansion in that regard. Um, it's not something I. I was on a committee to help find the coach, mm-hmm. for that nobody wanted it.
0: Why do you, you think know? that is, Herb, nineteen eighty?
1: Because not, it's pretty tough to follow a gold medal. Yeah, their reputation could, like mine, could be destroyed and ruined. You know, it could be, if things don't go well. I remember Mariucci saying to me, you think you did the right thing. I was convinced to do it by, a little bit by Ron D. Gregorio, who's done a lot of great things for USA Hockey, really has. Bart Berglund, a lifelong friend, uh, basically, and John Mariucci. And John said to me, and Thea Tut asked me personally to do it. And uh, John Mariucci said to me, Lou, You'll have a good team, but they'll be like a junior team. And they, we had nine kids on that team that could have played in the World Junior Tournament. He said, guys are signing. You know, they're going to sign. I'm telling you, I work for the North Stars. Guys, they signed a lot. Would have been on that team. He was a great young player, by the way. And um, he said, you sure you want to do it? I said, I've been asked by these guys. Um, Bob wants me to work with him. Bob Johnson, and uh, it wasn't in my plans, you know, but I mean, Art keeps saying to me, Lou, you only, not everybody gets a chance to coach an Olympic team. Comes once in your lifetime. And and uh, it's a challenge. I said, well, who, who are we going to have? I told you. Yeah. We looked at the goalies. I mean, that would have been a great team, too, if I had those guys. Not saying we could have done better, but because I, I, I don't criticize the team I had. I'm going to tell you this right now. It was a great team. Not because I was the coach, because they were the players, but they were so young. Eddie Olchuk. He's a better player than he showed in the NHL or the the way he he was even better than that. He's one of the best players I ever coached. Okay? Really Mm -hmm. good. David A. Jensen, great hockey player. LaFontaine, (laughs) Chelios Hirsch these guys were Fuscos these guys were really Sam, I mean the goalies were fine Uh, Berend and uh, Mason they were great they played great we had a couple of serious injuries Uh, I'm not making excuses but I'm being honest and telling you the truth we had some serious injuries and you know we lost two games that's all yeah. In a, a time when the schedule, if you lose two games, you're out. Yep. We didn't have a chance to recuperate. We, and we lost to Canada and to. And they cheated into uh, Czechoslovakia, not the Czech Republic. Czechoslovakia, with all their players there trained and disciplined. Alan Eagleson, on the day of the game, got them to change the rules. And our guys were wrong. Uh, they came to me, Walter Bush and uh, Thea Tutt and they said, we have to do this. And they, we, got, we, got, we got screwed in a way. We were supposed to have a training camp in Germany against the Germans. They were really good. We had a switch to Austria at the last minute, Canada. And the deal was with the Germans, and I fought with their leader. I saw them in the Olympic village and chewed them out. I could speak German pretty decent. And I told Roman Neumeyer, I loved the guy, but he was wrong. He he threw us out at the last minute and let Canada come play them the games and train there. Because Eagleson cut a deal where they would, and he would invite them to the uh, Canada Cup, which was Mm -hmm. a huge thing for Germany at the time. So we were sold down the river on that. But USA hockey leadership at the time agreed with it. And they also allowed them to use players who had signed professional contracts. If we would have known that, we could have had uh, Ron Wilson, uh, Craig Norwich on defense. We could have done the same thing. They never came to us and said that. Mm -hmm. And so we we showed up with a junior team, basically, of great players. And they played their hearts out. We lost two tough games. And out of the Olympics, and that's the truth. What happened, and so for me, that was cheating. That what was did cheating. and, and I got guilty to sign yeah. on and go along with it. What did
0: Phil Verkota and John Harrington, who had played in 1980, bring to that team, though? Where are they? No, no. What What did they bring to that to that team with their Harrington experience? Was
1: hurt a lot. Yeah. Phil was Phil played great? He was our captain, a leader. Uh, John Harrington's a good hockey player and a good, good guy. Um, but he got hurt so much. So many, he was hurt in the Olympics. I probably should not have included him and kept Tim Thomas, but Doug Woog, and that was my feeling, you know, me and Dave Peterson thought it would be best to replace John. I think it was his shoulder. I don't remember, but something. Not cutting him because he wasn't good enough or He's, you know, not, wasn't close to a hundred percent, and Taylor and Doug Woog, both deceased so's Dave Peterson, great guys, great hockey men. They said, "How do you, you can't cut a guy from the nineteen eighty Olympic team?" And this was a difference between me and Herb. I probably wasn't ready to coach an Olympic team as the head coach. Uh, this was the difference because I'm. Uh, I didn't want to insult. My assistant coaches, you know, and Herb would have, he would have just said, "No, I'm doing what I want to do." And and you know, I tell people the best coaches in any sport are the most selfish. Sometimes the worst ego guys make the best coaches because they want to win, yeah, at any cost, and they don't care who they crush. They want to win, and I just I saw the point that Tim was making and. Uh, and Dougie. And I'm glad, in a way, I did what I did because I wouldn't have wanted the. I mean, Tim Thomas was crushed, but he knew he was on the. But Harrington might have been crushed and embarrassed, you know? And I. Mm. So I did. I, I can't you say. did what I you regret, did. Uh... I regret anything because those guys played 100%. I mean, they played. And after you lose those first two games, you, you try to motivate and keep a group together. It's, and they know they'll never have to deal with you again. In all probability, it wasn't easy.
0: Yeah. So, so you, come out that ex- you come out of that experience, tough, tough experience, um, and you wind up coaching with the New Jersey Devils. You finally make it to the NHL as an assistant coach. What was that transition like for you?
1: Well, I had, I had no job. My wife was going to give birth in June. She did June 16th after the February Olympics. I was very discouraged. First time in my life, not depressed, but pretty I felt I let the country down. And I I was frustrated that the world didn't see how good these kids were. You know, we had a good team. We beat NHL teams regularly in preseason games. We beat We finished beating the Soviet beat team. They had five guys on that beat team that played in Sarajevo. We, you know, we beat them three times with a loss and a tie. So we were good. Trust me, we were good. And um, we were good. Those players were really good. And uh, so that bothered me. I forgot the question now. Okay, Joe.
0: Going to the NHL for the first time in your life with the Devils. I mean, how it was, was that, was that,
1: well, okay. So I'm home and I get a call from, uh, I knew who he was, Max McNabb. Okay. And Max, a great man, great hockey man, just a wonderful human being, the whole family. And Max says to me, Lou, do you, you know, uh, you're going to get a call from uh, Bob Uterra, the president of the New Jersey Devils. He wants to talk to you about filling a position and I recommended you. And I said, okay, thanks, Max. Are you interested? I said, sure. And I had gotten so many great letters from Tommy Ivan, from uh, uh, so many, I can't remember more than that. I should have kept them. I don't keep stuff. So yeah. get the Tarasov letter. I'm a <laughs> and i a neatnik. And I don't keep, I throw stuff away after a while. But anyway, uh, Bob calls me that day. And he said, I'd like you to fly into New York to uh, New York, New Jersey. Uh, what's that airport in Jersey?
0: Uh, Newark or Teterboro?
1: No, not we didn't go private planes. <laughs> Newark,
0: Newark, probably uh, flew into Newark Airport. Newark, look, Newark, Newark
1: okay. Airport. They picked me up. I get introduced them and Bob says we're going to have dinner with uh, John McMullen, the owner, Dr. McMullen tonight and the head of uh, that big uh, financial company. What the heck is the name of that? But anyway, the guy ran it. You he hear it on TV all the time. Uh, big financial place.
0: Oh, White House?
1: Goldman Sachs.
0: Oh, Goldman Sachs. Head okay of Goldman
1: Sachs. He's a part owner of was a, the Devils. Great. What a wonderful guy. Enjoyed him so much. And I loved Dr. McMullen. Loved him. The best.
0: Yeah, a, he said so, he was.
1: The best. So uh, I meet with these guys. One minute I have no job. I'm looking to maybe get a little restaurant or something in the Springs. I got a wife and a kid and I would have been fine with me. No, no problem. I could have come back to USA hockey, but I chose to decline that opportunity at the time because I wanted the programs I had started. We brought in Keith Blaze. I recommend it. he did a great job a great hockey guy, great administrator. And those programs were going good. And I had been there and I felt people would think I was a failure, you know, about hockey. And I didn't want to ruin any of those programs. I said, I could do other things. So, and I said, the, the big guy upstairs, he'll. That's the
0: end of segment five with Lou Vero from USA Hockey. Stay tuned for segment six here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR.